This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to episode 189 of the Catholic Foodie, Jazz Fest and Crawfish Talk. Welcome, folks, to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and today we are talking Jazz Fest. Why? Because this is the second weekend of Jazz Fest down here in New Orleans. The New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival, it is called, but don't let the name fool you. There's all kinds of music at Jazz Fest, not just jazz. And, uh, but it's a fantastic uh, celebration. I mean, over 400,000 people uh, are present uh, during that, the, the, the two weekends that it runs in the spring every year. And uh, it, it probably has some of the best festival food in the world. So we're going to talk Jazz Fest today. Stick around right here at the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. That's right, this is Jazz Fest, the final weekend of Jazz Fest, the second and final. And uh, we didn't go this year. <laughs> it may sound strange, I'm talking about Jazz Fest, but we didn't go. Uh, last year, and uh, I'll talk about this a little bit later in the show, but last year we went and my, my wife had a broken elbow the day that we went. Um, I, was a, I was very nervous for her. We had spent the morning in the, uh, in the ER having her arm looked at and uh, x-rayed and uh, they, they didn't put it into a cast they just uh, wrapped it and bandaged it and gave her a sling to wear and here we are going to one of the biggest events with I mean crowds of people right crowds of people one of the biggest events in the south and um, I'm worried most of the time about her elbow <laughs> I mean, how do you walk through crowds? I mean, I mentioned in the intro, right? Over the over the course of, of two weekends, you have over 400,000 people who go to Jazz Fest down here. And it, how do you keep all these people, many of them maybe, you know, at some various uh, stage of being intoxicated, uh, not necessarily intoxicated all the way intoxicated, but maybe tipsy or whatever, but you're out there and you're, you're a bunch of people listening to music, eating good food, probably drinking beer. How do you keep them from running into your wife's broken elbow? That's what I was worried about most last year. And, you know, the weather had been so bad. It was so all It was terrible last year. The, we had a complete uh, deluge, right? Uh, it rain. It rained and rained and rained uh, before the before Jazz Fest kicked off. And maybe, a matter of fact, I think that first weekend it rained through throughout the weekend. But the the because of the traffic of people uh, at Jazz Fest, the the grounds, which is it's just grounds, right? It's a racetrack, and you're in the center, and so it's it's just grass. And but but because of the traffic, the footwear or the footwear. How do you how do you say that? The so many people walking there that uh, it was just mud. It, it, not just mud, but like slosh, slop. Uh, it, it it was just so deep. Um, that people were losing their shoes, uh, it just it was terrible, and so people were, we we heard as we were getting ready to go that second weekend, uh, people kept saying, "Oh, you got to get rubber boots, you know, shrimping boots or rubber boots or something like that," and I I had to go to two different stores because there was a run on boots. You couldn't find them. Uh, I finally I found a pair, and I got a pair for my wife, and um, and we we trekked down to to uh, New Orleans to the fairgrounds to go to Jazz Fest. It was a glorious day. It was a final day actually of Jazz Fest last year, and Trombone Shorty, Trombone Shorty was the closing act of the at the big stage uh, last year for Jazz Fest. That was a it was just a delight. The weather was really really good that day. It was hot, but it, it was bearable. 
And uh, and then this this year, here we are this year, we're not even going. And guess what? The weather's glorious. <laughs> I mean, the weather is um, last weekend and, and this weekend, it's just been unbelievably mild. I can't, I can't get over how mild the weather has been. We're used to that thousand percent humidity, you know, the kind that you could cut with a knife when you walk out the door in the morning. And uh, if I had hair, I mean, most days would be bad hair days, right? But I, I, I don't have that problem. I've been set free. I've been delivered of bad hair days because I don't have any hair. <laughs> anyway, we did talk this past week on the Around the Table Food Show with Monsignor Christopher Nalty and David Dawson. We talked about uh, Jazz Fest because it is really the preeminent uh, spring fun in the sun event uh, in the South. And uh, the food there is is great. You've got classic dishes, several recipes actually on CatholicFoodie.com uh, from Jazz Fest. Signature dishes like crawfish monica. Uh, crawfish bread is another one uh, where you have bread that's literally just stuffed with this crawfish and cheese mixture that is just incredible. I mean, it really is. Oh, crawfish bread is... Um, Oh, it, it's it's good. It's very good. And uh, other things, too, like Natchitoches meat pies. Uh, they have alligator on a stick. Uh, they've got a mango freeze, which is a non-alcoholic. Uh, it, it's, a, it, it's just a very refreshing, uh, uh, kind of like a snowball, but not. It's hard to explain, but it's... It's, it's delicious. Mango freeze. And also, they have a couple of different uh, flavored iced teas that are very, very refreshing. And typically, this time of the year, it isn't as mild. It's, it's just so hot. And you're out there at Jazz Fest, and there's no shade. There's no place to go where you can kind of get a, a respite from the, the sun. So you're out there all day long listening to music just getting hot. So you you want to make sure that you hydrate. You want to make sure that you're drinking water uh, or you have something cold and refreshing like this uh, this iced tea, uh, a couple of different iced teas that they have out there. Really good stuff. So anyway, we talked about Jazz Fest on the Around the Table Food Show this past week, and we also talked about crawfish because it's crawfish season. And uh, some of the conversation we had dealt with Lent and crawfish season and Easter and crawfish season and Jazz Fest and crawfish season. So <laughs> we have crawfish on the brain. It is crawfish season. We love those little mud bugs down here. And... Um, Anyway, I thought it would be great to share this conversation with you here at The Catholic Foodie. Uh, this particular show aired yesterday uh, on Catholic Community Radio, which is uh, on the AM dial, 690 in New Orleans and 1380 in Baton Rouge. It's also available, I make it available as a podcast over at catholicfoodie.com, but it's also available through a couple of different apps. Uh, I think, um, what is that, TuneIn is one of those apps where you can actually listen to radio on your smartphone or on your computer or, or your, you know, if you have an iPad or something like that, you can listen to it. Uh, live radio, you know, as it's broadcasted. And uh, also on Catholic Community Radio's website, catholiccommunityradio.org, uh, you can actually listen live there too. And they've got programming all day, uh, every day of the week. But the show, this show, Around the Table, airs at 3.30 on Friday afternoons. It's, the, the whole thought behind it is to kind of gear up for the weekend. You know, weekend is a time where families are able to kind of decompress somewhat uh, as far as the busyness of school and work and everything else during the week. And we want to kind of give folks a head up, heads up as to what's going on, if there's any 
events or anything happening in the uh, in the South Louisiana area, Southeast Louisiana area. Uh, we want to talk about that and promote those events, and and also we talk about food and faith because that's one thing that we do down here. We just we cook and we we eat and we spend time together, and so we talk about whether it's a restaurant or or cooking at home or whatever it may be. We have different guests from time to time. We've done shows on location at different restaurants. So the whole thing, I think, is really supposed to inspire people, inspire families to get back around the table, wherever that table may be, in a restaurant or at home, get back around the table and to really spend time together around the table. Why? Because that's how God made us, right? Good things happen around the table. And so we want to encourage folks in our busy, busy lives, we want to encourage folks, encourage families to, to, to hold on to that because that is so important. That's how God made us. And um, we have to eat, right? I love that that bumper I used to play. Jamie, uh, Jamie Oliver saying, you know, if you have to eat three times a day until the day you die, you might as well be good at it, right? <laughs> So I love that, and it's, it's true. We we have built into us really these opportunities three times a day to gather as a family. If you know, sometimes it's very difficult to do during the week, but it's, it's certainly on the weekends to to gather together as a family and to spend that time sharing a meal together, which is just a very intimate thing to do. That's again how how God made us. So uh, without without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and let this uh, this particular show play for you, and. Uh, enjoy. And uh, let me know if you have any feedback for the Catholic Foodie, any any questions, any comments, any thoughts. Uh, you can reach me. Uh, you can leave voice feedback, which I can play on the show here, by calling 985-635-4974. 985-635-4974. When you call that number, you can simply leave a message. Just talk to me. Tell me what you want or what you think or yet what question you may have. And, and I can play that. It records it as a digital file that I can play here on the show. And then we get to hear your voice. So I think that would be fantastic. I love getting voice feedback. I'd love to play that here on the show. So 985-635-4974. You can also reach me via email at jeff at catholicfoodie.com. And then, of course, there's the website. Just go head over to catholicfoodie.com. Lots of Catholic culinary inspiration over there, including recipes, tons of recipes. And uh, there's also Facebook, facebook.com slash catholicfoodie. And I'm on Twitter, twitter.com slash catholic foodie so uh, get in touch let me know your thoughts let me tell me what you're cooking i'd love to know and uh, we can inspire each other so i'm gonna let this show play we'll be back after this brief message and uh bon appetit hi this is jeff young the catholic foodie and i want to invite you to join me on a food and faith pilgrimage to the holy land organized by select international tours from february 26th to march 8th 2015 on this pilgrimage, we'll be exploring many of the sites that a feature in my soon-to-be-released cookbook published by Liguori Publications. The name of the book is Around the Table with the Catholic Foodie Middle Eastern Cuisine, and it is scheduled to be released November 1st. The first 10 people to sign up for this pilgrimage will receive a free autographed copy of the cookbook. On this journey to Israel, we will explore Bethlehem, Cana, Nazareth, Jerusalem, Jericho, Ein Karim, and Emmaus. We will celebrate Mass on the Mount of Beatitudes and sail on the Sea of Galilee. We will visit Jesus' tomb, the place where he was buried and where he rose from the dead. On this food and faith pilgrimage, we will walk the land of Jesus and taste the culture through the delicious foods of the Middle East, dining in some of Israel's best restaurants 
and getting cooking lessons from some of Israel's top chefs. On this pilgrimage, we will grow in faith together around the table of the Eucharist and around the dinner table as we share some of the same foods that Jesus used to eat. For more information and to register, go to catholicfoodie.com. Welcome to Around the Table. This is Jeff Young, the Catholic foodie, with Monsignor Christopher Nolte, a priest of the Archdiocese in New Orleans. That's my co-host today, and we have a special guest, Dave Dawson. Special. The special man. I feel so special. Thank you. Special man. I call you a guest, Dave, only because you've been gone for the last couple of weeks. It's very good to have you back. Well, I got lost on St. Charles Street. Well, that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. St. Charles Street, I know, is in Baton Rouge, St. Charles Avenue. Took a left on Napoleon Boulevard, right? That's (laughs) right. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, I'm back, and it's fun. Just just, uh, radio business stuff, but uh, it's looking, yeah, looking good, though. Looking good. Well, Happy good to be back. Good to have you back. Good to have you back. And you know, it's it's a great time to be back because there's lots of stuff going on. I mean, the weather finally, finally mm-hmm. has gotten a little warmer. Uh, I know I'm going to say in, in about July, I'm going to be crying because of the heat, but uh, it's, it's better now. Warmer, beautiful days. I, I mean, Easter weekend was just phenomenal. Yeah. You know, it was like gorgeous, the resurrection. It was, oh. It and was a gorgeous like, night the night before. And, you know, there at St. Stephen's Church on Napoleon, our windows, our stained glass windows, which are got to be about 12 feet high and mm-hmm. about five feet wide, they're huge. And people don't realize they open. And, uh, and when you open all the stained glass in the church, so much sun comes in, and and but there are very few days of the year in New Orleans where you really want to open it up. If it's a little cool, you get a breeze coming through, and the old people complain. If it's a, if it's a little warm outside, you know people start fanning themselves <laughs> conspicuously in front of you. And and Easter Sunday was perfect. We had how, all the windows. How do they open? open? I, I can't. They swing. This. They swing on a pivot, like uh, really? right in the middle. So you're taking the you, big traditional stained glass, huge but they turn. stained glass, and you oh, just wow. you can with one finger you can open them up. They're they're how, oh. how well they're made. I didn't know and so, that. Uh, so when people come in on uh, came in on Easter Sunday and saw them all open, you saw everybody had big smiles on their faces because all the sun's coming oh, in. And yes, the weather was perfect. You know, I don't know about y'all. I spent a great deal of time outside. Yes, I yeah, got a did. new charcoal grill, fellas. Charcoal. Oh, good. No, you, charcoal. You didn't want to go with the uh, no, propane. No, no, no. <laughs> did you go with the egg? What'd you go with? <laughs> no, 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 no. I can't go that fancy. I just have a regular charcoal pit. Uh, no, it, it, I, what I need is a large pit, and it's okay. not a barrel pit, but it is a large pit, mostly because I don't just cook for me, you know, right. and when my family comes in, that's a whole lot of chicken. Right. And I have a special way that I cook my chicken, so I have to have a special pit. So I searched high and low for this, Good. and I found the pit. You fired oh, it up this weekend? Oh, boy, did I. I yeah. have broke that rascal in, and we had, a, we had a good time. But, I mean, I don't know how many times... I guess I could say about five times we cooked on that just for Easter weekend. Oh, well, I mean, the tr- not Friday. Not Friday. Not Friday. No, 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 not Friday. You could do fish well, you on do Friday, veg- just a little vegetable, bit. Vegetable, that's one of, vegetable. you know, in fact, that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about. And the Archbishop talked about this recently. Something's happened in the last 10 years or so in New Orleans where Friday, Good Friday, has mm-hmm. become this big seafood fest day. Right. You know, people have a big, huge crawfish boil yes. and stuff themselves on sea. People don't realize it's not just an abstinence day, it's a fasting day, and you're supposed to eat soberly. You're not supposed to take the occasion to have a big parish fish fry or crawfish boil. <laughs> you, you have know? noticed it's, that it has become crazy. a South Louisiana tradition now. Yeah, and yeah, just, yeah. we need to turn it around because it, that's the day that the Lord suffered and died, and right. you should live very very soberly. I was, it was nice to see that day. I didn't have to drive around that much because I was mostly at the parish. We had 1,600 people go through the church um, as part of the nine church walk on Good Friday. Oh, wow. But, um, but, 
there were not a lot of cars on the street, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and I, and I think that there's a tone, it's a tone of, of, of sobriety and, and recollection on that day. But, you know, some of the parishes had these big old all-you-can-eat crawfish. Well, yes. <laughs> how do you do all-you-can-eat crawfish on a, on uh, on a fast day? Oh, you mean you the know? parishes themselves do? Yeah, a couple of parishes I heard oh, were doing okay. this or, or men's groups or that type of thing. But, you know, I had, I had friends who used to do this on Good Friday, and I, and I told them, you know, it's not a – it's it's it, yeah it's abstinence like mm-hmm. every friday mm-hmm. but it's also fasting you know and and so okay well, we won't eat all day then we'll eat you know 6 pounds of crawfish mm-hmm. in the afternoon i mean it's just not it's a, it's the lord's you know it's it's a day we remember the lord's death and so i, I think it's a day to live more soberly of course then 2 days later then easter's the day that we feast we right we yeah, talked about right. it yeah. during mardi gras feasting and fasting feasting and fasting and so uh, let me back you up though you said something that a lot of folks in baton rouge are not familiar with mm-hmm. i am because I've been, I love New Orleans and spent a lot of time here. The nine churches—that is the most amazing tradition that neat. I experienced yeah. before in my life. Yeah. We have such a gift here in New Orleans with the churches being close enough to do that. But describe yep. that. Well, they—I don't even know. I, at one point, I'd have to go back online and try to do research on it again. I, I looked it up a few years ago and could not find the origin of it in New Orleans. Mm. However, I do know in Europe there's a large tradition of visiting churches on certain days. Um, the, the the Tuesday of Holy Week, Saint Philip Neri used to bring people and go on a seven church walk to the seven to the four major basilicas in Rome and the three minor basilicas. And then there's a tradition in Rome on, on the night of, um, of Holy Thursday after the Mass is finished and the Lord, the Eucharist is in the altar of repose, that people go and visit maybe nine churches. Okay. But, um, but the, the tradition in New Orleans um, is just to visit nine churches on that day, usually with groups on Good Friday, usually praying the Stations of the Cross as you're going along, mm-hmm. either individually in each churches, or some of them do them. They make a station out of each church and then maybe make an extra station as they make nine. But but um, th- sometimes people start at other churches besides St. Stephen's. Right. Some people start at St. Francis of Assisi or even Holy Name. But if you start at St. Stephen's, you can hit a lot of churches that are close mm-hmm. by. Yeah. The two churches in our parish, St. Henry's and Our Lady of Good Counsel, are right there. And then it's not far to St. Alphonsus. And then you're and getting you, close. And you walk them. You're walking the whole yeah. way. That's and, what uh, I love. It's yep. that close to where you can walk yep. them. It was quite an experience yeah. for me. It, it is neat. And and like I said, we have a guy, we have guys who greet everybody who comes in, uh, answer questions about the church. I usually hear confessions for at least two or three hours d- during that day. And, and it's never, I'm never alone. It is, uh, I'm always in the confessional, but the, uh, I mean, I mean, there's always somebody else in the confessional with me. I'm not yeah. just waiting. Yeah. But it. Um, but we had 1,631 people wow. go through. Oh. And uh, and they like, have a lot of groups. How do you do a count? How does that? Um, one of the guys that ushers keeps a clicker, clicker and just clicks them as they come in. You know, wow. and so he spent the, about the whole day. We actually had an all night vigil um, with the Eucharist from the end of the uh, mass on Holy Thursday. You know, about 8:30 mm-hmm. until six in the morning. The vigil has to end when the sun comes up, and then and then we just leave the church. Open and then it's dark and we keep the church darkened. We put a couple of you know lights on so you can see. But right. um, but you know we keep kind of a the altar's been stripped. We have a we have a um, a, a, a statue of Jesus in repose uh, that we put in the nice. middle of the church and and people come through and and you know a lot of these a lot of the people come through as high school groups and they come from Metairie and Kenner mm-hmm. and they they're not. A lot of these kids have never seen really old churches. Mm-hmm. You know, oh. they have a lot of new churches. So that with the old traditional churches, with the you know the big stained glass windows and the beautiful altars, and so they they they're kind of on one hand it's a devotion, on the other hand it's kind of looking into history. It know? is amazing. That's yeah. something I cannot get over. Still yeah. to this day, I went and 
I saw another one today, another church I hadn't been into yet. Uh, Matter de la Rosa. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Down the road here on Oh, yeah. my yeah. gosh. Beautiful the, church. The, the and very, and very the... well. They they redid that church a few years ago. It's gorgeous. Oh, I mean, perfectly gosh. well done. Mm-hmm. We're we're getting ready to start a capital campaign to help fix St. Stephen's. Out of the out of the big churches in New Orleans, almost all of them have been redone except for St. Stephen's. I mean, a few years ago, we did yeah. St. Joseph, Holy Name, Immaculate Conception, St. Mm-hmm. Patrick, the Cathedral. And so St. Stephen's has not had a, a facelift in a long time, and we're actually having a... Um, uh, yesterday we had a kickoff party, um, uh, May 1st for where Mary Madeline and James Carville signed their book to everybody who, nice. who, uh, who, oh, wow. who donated and yeah. it, it won't make a ton of money, but it's kind of to get people mm-hmm. know what we're getting ready to do because we're going to have to raise some big money. And we have an architect, Peter Traplin, who's, uh, who's, who's got a computer generated scan of the church, which oh, is our yeah. first step that, mm-hmm. that that way, when you have people come to to bid on it, they know exactly what they're going to see. You know, they're, they're not like, you know, guesstimating what's up there on the high part of the yeah. wall, that they can actually zoom in and see what it is so they know exactly what it's going to take to fix it. You avoid a lot of change orders that way. Yeah. I think, I think oh, yeah. a lot of folks in Baton Rouge need to come check out these churches. Yeah. A lot of them are pre-Civil War. I mean, the, these churches are just breathtaking yeah. Yeah, in this city. And, and, and the tradition and the history are there. Yeah. It's beautiful. And I love that where you can walk into the, the nave how it and and then it draws your eyes upward like they're supposed to do right. after learning yeah, about this right. realizing the altar is where heaven is meeting earth. Right. And so we're looking up to heaven. Just the way everything yeah. is designed is breathtaking. Beautiful. And so And there's a lot of catechesis, you know, in the is. imagery that's on the walls. I mean, I'm always talking about my church because it gives people kind of a visual reference. One thing uh, that I mentioned last weekend, you know, we had the canonization of John Paul II and Pope John Twenty Third is is that in our church is an image of the last Pope to be canonized before the the last John Paul and John Twenty Third, which was uh St. Pope St. Pius X. And because it was such a big deal, they painted his image uh, way high up on the wall in the back of church. And Fatima happened while, while the church was there Mm. and they, and they painted an image of Fatima. So it was kind of, kind of like little things to keep your catechesis going on. Keep it going. Wow. That is, you know, and well, I'm, I'm talking about folks coming from Baton Rouge to New Orleans. I mean, there's other reasons. We're all over the map today, but I just got carried away with the church. (laughs) I just do that. I know that. But you, Jeff, you were going to bring up you're going to bring up Jazz Fest. Oh, yeah. We can, we can talk about that in just one second. I wanted to say, though, Monsignor, that uh, this year, the first time in, I, I don't know, 15 years maybe, uh-huh. that I did not get to go to St. Stephen's oh, on the did? walk. Yeah, really? we had We had friends in from out of town. Uh, we used to do the walk um, uh, together years ago, and they came in from Lafayette. And they, they were certain churches that, that they really wanted to go see that okay. they hadn't seen in the past. And so we did a different route. We just wanted to see them and be with them. And it was a fantastic day. But I felt weird not, uh, yeah. not, not starting at St. Stephen's, you know. Well, as long as you come back next year, we'll, we'll forgive you. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm well, coming. I remember, though, when we were on our pilgrimage, you know, the nine churches we were on. We actually stopped at an intersection while another pilgrimage was crossing oh, another direction. They're all over. They're all over. They're all yeah. over. We had traffic. Yeah, so, uh, isn't it's it great? Fun. Yeah, it's fun. Well, look, let's do let's do talk about Jazz Fest. All right. uh, we need to take a break though first. Okay, and uh, we'll be right back. Hi, this is Jeff Young, producer and host of the Catholic Foodie Podcast and co-host of the Around the Table Food Show. I want to invite you to join me each week as I discuss food, faith, and family. From food in the Bible to delicious recipes that you can prepare any night of the week, from on-location restaurant reviews and in-depth conversations with local chefs to interviews with cookbook authors and more, you will find inspiration and encouragement to get into the kitchen and to gather with your family as often as possible around the table. You'll find all this and more at catholicfoodie.com, where food meets faith. 
Welcome back, folks, to Around the Table. We're talking now about Jazz Fest. This is the second uh, weekend of Jazz Fest. And you know, you know, Jazz Fest is probably the preeminent spring fun in the sun event in New Orleans. Over 400,000 people go over the two weekends. Is that amazing? You go every year. No, I don't. Actually, okay. I have um, a friend of mine who goes every year. I went last year. Now, it's a funny story <laughs> because um, I went last year. I had made this commitment to, to go, and uh, my wife and I really wanted to go, um, but we were delayed. We couldn't go right away when we had planned. We want to get there early and all mm. that. Now, if you recall, last year we had a I mean, just a deluge of, of rain. That's right. right? That's and right. Uh, we had, I bought, went out and bought boots, rubber boots, and all this for myself and my wife to go specifically to Jazz Fest because I kept hearing about people losing their shoes in the mud, yeah, the mud. you know? That's right. And um, anyway, my wife did a, a triathlon that morning hmm. and ended up, someone ran into her with a bike and uh, she broke her arm. Oh, oh no. no. So <laughs> after we got out the uh, emergency room, you went straight she to went Jazz home Fest, and right? showered and yeah. changed and then we went to Jazz Fest. You did. With, did you really? With all, oh, I asked her, I said, do you want to go or you want to not? She's like, no, 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 let's go, let's go. And um, wow. I, I, was, I, was, I was more nervous than she was because I see her with the sling on. There's no cast. You know women have a much higher you know, threshold for I'm pain than you. men do. And so I'm trying to she can make, handle it. push people out the way. Okay, let my wife through. She's got a broken ah. arm, you know. And uh, But it was good. It was fun. It was a beautiful day. It was the last day, actually. It was the last day. And uh, Trombone Shorty was the— oh, uh, great. Yeah, that's the act that we went to see. The, the I was very there last one thing. day, but I think I was only, I usually can't go on the weekends. I'm priests are kind of busy right. on those yeah, days. But I, I went one day when there was a lot of water and a lot of uh-huh. mud and I had boots and you saw a bunch of these kids um, out running around and diving in the mud. And I don't think it really occurred to them what the normal use of the fairgrounds right, is. Yes. Right. It's it's a uh, it's a place where horses run around yeah. and live. Yes. And yes. and when you muck out the the stalls for the horses, um, the muck has to go somewhere Uh-oh. and it goes into the infield. Yeah. You know why? Yeah. Because it really helps the helps grass, the grass grow. grow. That's right. But it doesn't make the most pleasant mud if no. mud could be considered no. pleasant at any point. And yeah, uh, right, yeah. I think they started to realize that after they'd been in it a while that this is not regular mud here, no, you know. No. Oh, so we were steering way, well, way clear. I, I tell you that, you know, I, I love Jazz Fest. I love, I mean, the, you know, the music, the 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 sun. If when we have good weather, uh, uh, the culture, right? You've got like the gospel tent. You've got all these different uh, types of music. It's it's really fantastic, and the food. You got tons of food. It just, I think, the best festival food in the in the world. But at the same time, you do have some crazy people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, and you've got to take care of yourself. You've got you to be on guard because you've got to have custody of your eyes at certain times. At certain times, fest, that's but, right. Uh, that's right. And and I remember last year they had a guy who was um, he he had a big Mexican hat on, big sombrero, like the big, like really obnoxiously big, mm-hmm. uh, no shirt, had a, had a pair of shorts on, sandals, and he had a holster. Uh-oh. And and around that holster there were bottles of vodka. Mm. And uh how do you get that in there? I, I, I don't, don't know. Allowed. I, not well, too subtle is it? You know, I was going to say that's not uh, like hiding it in your uh, knapsack in a water bottle or something like that. Did I say vodka? Yeah. I meant tequila. 
Oh, he had tequila. Oh, oh okay. Well, but it goes with the, the hat, I the, guess. The thing well, is, is that out, uh, sure. well, they, they ended up having to carry the guy out. You know, oh, I oh, saw him later. So I mean, the point is, is that it's a good time. You got to be responsible. You got to be smart about it. You got to be safe. And that's but what I, you can really do, though, is that you can, if you can get away from the crowds, and Thursdays and Fridays are better. You can have a very different jazz fest experience. Oh yeah. Some people can go and they want to go on the big days and they want to see the big names and the big stages with the crowds of sweating people, mm-hmm. and then some people just want to go to the small tents and listen to some instrumental music, yeah. um, spiritual music, the gospel tent. And it's like that with the food too. It's, uh, you know, there's a whole variety of food, a lot of it international, but international from here, right? I mean, we've got Vietnamese food there. You've got Lebanese food there. Then you have your traditional New Orleans type, uh, you know, red beans and rice and po' boys and uh, boudin. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess we could say boudin and couchon is really from left around Lafayette. That's right. but, yeah, uh, that's right. But, but it still a, tastes good here. It, it does. It does. It's uh, <laughs> the food The food this year. And in fact, you can go to the Jazz Fest website since it's coming up uh this weekend, and and you can uh, you can see all the food, and and I've never I don't think they've ever had this on the on their website before, but it it can help you like plan it out beforehand because right. what happens is is I'll get there with some friends and see the first thing that's there and go let's eat that, yeah. and, you and then it's then, then I walk down two doors down <laughs> I'm like I want to eat that, yeah, and then I see something that I really wanted to eat but I've already gotten full because right. I've eaten two right. two servings, <laughs> so you can kind of map out your uh, map out your your feasting at the fest. They you have know? some food that are unique to Jazz Fest, right? I mean, there's certain things. There's some could, that have right? been there forever. Yeah. Uh, like some, some like uh, Crawfish, Crawfish Monica, Monica has been there Crawfish forever. Monica. And then one of these um, things that they have these crepes with crawfish and it's yeah, tied with the an crawfish onion ring. Crawfish, crawfish bread, crawfish bread. Okay. Right. They, they, I think yeah. crawfish bread and crawfish Monica have probably been there longer than anything. And you yeah. kind of people yeah. think of them as iconic. But this year, I noticed on the uh, on the Jazz Fest website, you always have exotic stuff too. You've got uh-huh. like alligator pie, and you and you've got um, alligator you on know, the stick. and duck pull boys. But duck this year, I noticed boy. that there's uh, that there's some good there's some Lebanese food. You've got gyros and um, and uh, uh, Hummus and uh, mm-hmm. tabbouleh and falafels, you know, at the Mona's. Uh, Love it. Yeah, got, Jeff, Jeff doesn't care for that Love kind of it. food. <laughs> yeah, then, you've got, then you've got some Japanese um, po' boys, okay? Like uh, yakinuki po' boys, Japanese barbecued beef. And uh, you've got Cuban sandwiches. You've got oh, lamb. That. You've got chicken livers. Uh, my mom adores mm. chicken livers. I actually can eat them because um, we were forced to when we were little. And now and, you, uh, you, you and, like them? Yeah, no, okay. I, I won't. I generally wouldn't. Well, no, chicken livers are easy. Calf liver, I, uh, I, I, I wouldn't go out on a limb to get. But when we were little, we had to eat it. And my yeah. mom just made me slather it with Dijon mustard, and I could get through it, no problem. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I just like the mustard burn. I, n- I never thought of the Dijon mustard. I should have tried that as a child. I just suffered. Oh, yeah. I know mustard and, and onions, and you can hardly taste that liver at all. Uh, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> and you know, you know what? Uh, last year, Dave, I mean, it, it's hard to believe. I was thinking about this just the other day, that we've been doing this show for a year now. I I know. And uh, we it, last year, matter of fact, the first show we did, we were talking about French Quarter Fest because that was that was right around yes. the corner. Yes, it was. And uh, sh- right on the heels of uh, French Quarter Fest was Jazz Fest. And we right. had as a guest, we had Vince Vaucresson of Vaucresson Sausage. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, you remember talking with Vince? Yeah. Well, it was it was cool because when I did when I went to Jazz Fest, I sought that out because I kept hearing people talk about this hot sausage popo. And I'm thinking, well, you know. It's a dime a dozen, right? We got sure, hot sausage po' boys those. anywhere. Yeah, uh, it was really good. Really, it was excellent. Yeah. Uh, I was very, very happy with it. But what's the best thing you had at that Jazz Fest? Uh, 
Uh, you know, I tend to go for the staples. I, I like the uh, soft shell crab po' boys. I mean, oh, I, just, oh, I just love yeah. soft shell crabs. And uh, that's a staple. Yeah, that's okay. just to me that's a staple. Is soft shell crab. You know, you, it's it's kind of like you I know, there's you certain restaurants that I'll go. No, 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 hot staples. dogs. Oh, Do they sell. I hope they boys. don't sell hot dogs there, but they may. I'm gonna have to look on that list. And oh see. yeah, uh, what's the names? Probably do. Oh, Lucky Dog oh, is probably uh, no, there. No, no, no. Uh, um, help me out, Jeff. Oh, that dog or one of places. It's hard to get. It's Hard to get into Jazz Fest. I mean, yeah, there's a whole interview process to be able to sell your to stuff sell you there. Stuff. Oh, yeah, really? and you got to you got to show the ability to put it out hot very quickly. You got to have a good price point, and you got to have something that somebody else isn't doing. You know, because yeah. they don't want people doing a lot of uh, the same things. And this so, city amazes me that you have to have. No matter what you are, no matter what kind of restaurant, you better be good, or yep. you're out of business. Oh, you're out of business. Yeah, Every place I've ever been. It's too right. easy to walk across the street, and yes. if you yeah. got it, and if you've got a booth there that nobody's eating, then then the lines are longer next to it, yep. and nobody's eating at that one. I mean, All I went and got a burger today, but it was the best burger I ever right. had. Right. You know. Well, I don't know that they saw. They must have burgers there too. But I, uh, I kind of, I kind of go for the seafood stuff. And you know what Me else too. I like is I'll go for the Vietnamese stuff because if it's hot outside, they'll have those great spring rolls. You know, that mm-hmm. are just so light. And refreshing because, you know, I can eat like a half. I'll split a soft shell crab, whole boy, with somebody. But if I eat two fried things yeah, out you're, in the you're, sun, you're, 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 you're kind of well, cooking a little bit. Yeah, right. that's not good for you. You know, it's, it's funny, too, because you have not just restaurants, but there, there's a guy who's been doing, uh, uh, having a booth out at the Jazz Fest for years and years. And he's a fireman, mm-hmm. but he loves to cook. And he's done some publicity stuff for the fire department, too, is, is Fireman Mike. We had him as a guest, too. No, we were talking about having him, but we never got him. Oh, shoot. Uh, Fireman Mike's Kitchen, and he does alligator sauce pecan, shrimp and grits, and then shrimp and okra gumbo. And I remember reading an article, it may have been, if if I'm not mistaken, in Louisiana Kitchen and Culture magazine about uh, the process. I mean, the work that goes in. And this is not his job, right? This is not his job. But the work, the Mm -hmm. hours, the weeks that go into preparing for Jazz Fest is unbelievable. I mean, because the gates open at what time? I think they open around nine or ten, you know. And the music so. doesn't start until maybe around eleven, eleven thirty. Right, but you've got to start like having food ready, right? Yeah, oh, well, you got to yeah, have yeah, stuff yeah, when people ready. walk in there. Oh, that's got to yeah. be some hard work. It's uh, it's a lot, and yeah. and it's constant. You know, if once they start, there'll be a little taper off, you know, after lunch and before people start coming in, you know, for the for the later ones. But right. um, if you're in some of those some of those um, food booths that have really popular stuff, mm-hmm. it doesn't stop. You know, and and I think the soft shell crab is one of the ones that people you, you don't you, there's always a line for that, yeah. or the meat yeah. pies. I know there's always a line oh, for that. Yeah. And uh, oh, you took the Nacogdoches meat pies. You yeah, about those. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Mm-hmm. those are great. Okay. And, uh, and, and they and people will like to look at something that's that's new. You know, but but like I said, it, there's so much. If you can deal with crowds, and some people can't, there's there's music for for all different t- tastes. You know, you've got you've got kids tents where they've got you know little brass bands with young young people. People appealing to young audiences, you know, right, you, right. you've got the, you've got Congo Square, which is some more ethnic music mm-hmm. and something we embrace here in New Orleans, the gospel tent, which you can sit down, right. you know, on a oh, chair yeah. and yeah. listen to, to, to good music. And, and then you always have some, some sort of instrumentals, you know, little jazz bands from, from there's one from Germany, uh, jazz bands from the Middle East, and they, they'll come and they'll play just kind of, you know, low key type of stuff, or, you know, like you can go and take your shirt off and, and, yeah. And, and throw tequila on you and wear a Mexican hat. Yeah, you know? I'm, I'm more like the uh, other, yeah. the unique. You're in the you're kids' tent, I think, Dave, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right, with my, with my corn dog. Right. <laughs> there you go. There you go. No, but 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 uh, the I remember going to the International Festival 
in Lafayette. In Lafayette, yeah, the very yeah. thing, you, you had your unique food, but you heard music that you weren't going to hear anywhere else. Right. I, I really like the, the unique uh, aspect. You know? I kind of so like I think I would go hearing the music, that just New Orleans music, you know, New yeah. Orleans rhythm and blues. Although it's fun every now and then to go see one of the big acts if it's somebody you haven't seen in a while or, you yeah. know, somebody that, that that's, that's going to create kind of a stir, you know. But I, I remember back in the days when I, I really go, maybe maybe I'll go once, um, you know, during the time of Jazz Fest. But I used to go and let's love listen to the Radiators and the yep. Noah Brothers. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I'm a Dr. John fan myself. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. John, yep. Yeah. yep, yep. You know, it's, it's amazing to me, and I, I was thinking about this last year, uh, You oftentimes you have several different bands playing at the same time, mm-hmm. right, different stages. And in, in my mind, I'm thinking, now how are you? It's got to be so loud just everywhere. How can you hear one over the other kind yeah. of thing? But it works. Yeah, I no, mean, it somehow so it works. They, they you know, turn the speakers, a, I think, in a, different a ways. So they turn and, them away. Yeah. So they're not, the speakers aren't, you know, going toward each other, I think is how they do it. But it's, but it's it, good, it, well it, it works. I just don't want to be right in front of the speakers. Right. right? I mean, that. That, that you'll lose your hearing. What? I got Monsignor Nalti's favorite food. What's yours, Jeff? Favorite food? Um, Jazz Fest wait, food, I mean. You know, I, I don't know. I think that part of it is the novelty of it, and it's also maybe the history of it is like the crawfish bread and, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. you know, crawfish monica. Even though I made crawfish monica at home. Do you? I mean, it's, it's fun. Uh, I haven't done crawfish bread yet, but uh, crawfish monica, yeah. All right. Describe crawfish bread. That's the, that's the cheesy... Yes, it's, yeah, cheesy type. crawfish kind of, but the way, you know, the, you can do it like a stuffed bread, and the way that the original is, it's like it's cooked inside the, the bread. Mm-hmm. It's not like a sandwich, right? It's not like a po' boy where you right. put a filling. It's in like it. a meat pie, but it's, it's like got cheese pie, and, uh, and, and crawfish thicker, inside. And it's thicker bread, right. too, you know? Kind um, of more doughy, right? More it's doughy. Kind of more doughy bread. And, and this year, you know, in case anyone's wondering or, or, or wanting to see some of these recipes, Emeril, Chef Emeril Lagasse, is sharing uh, some of his versions of... of favorite jazz fest foods and uh the slow roasted or slow cooked couchon de la po boy is an example uh natchitoches meat pies and well, also the crawfish you're... bread he has those recipes uh on his website but he's also oh, okay. they gave me permission i actually have them over at catholicfoodie.com if anybody wants to go see them really uh, they're up there now yeah oh wait, wait, wait give me some examples what, what are you, what uh, the, the the couchon de la po boy yeah uh, with uh with a tangy coleslaw okay you know um first you roast a pig yeah, right. oh, first you simple, roast a no pig. Problem. Yeah, that's okay. that's a baby fine. pig. Well, this one <laughs> it, it, for this recipe, he just uses a, a pork butt. Oh, know? all right, okay, so that's, you, that's you, more my speed. And you can okay. you can do that and and feed twelve people, mm-hmm. you know, with these sandwiches. Uh, you also have this his version of the crawfish bread, uh-huh. and then also the what did I just say? I just said something. Oh, the Natchitoches meat pies. I love Me, meat yeah. pies. I mean, they just something good. about that is mm-hmm. just so good. So those recipes are uh, his, but they are available over at Catholic Foodie. Dot com as well. All right. Catholicfoodie.com to get those recipes. Awesome. That's right. Okay. So if you can't uh, if you can't make it to Jazz Fest, maybe you can cook something good from Jazz Fest. Wow. <laughs> Listen right. to some jazz and uh, and just enjoy your weekend. Now, you know, if, if I'm going there, uh, you ex- expect... Uh, I've never been. That's why I'm asking mm-hmm. you guys this, because oh, I've okay. never been out there. Well, so, you, I mean, I pictured a lot of heat. 
Just to, <laughs> just to describe it really right. easily, it's a race course, right? And so the whole thing is ringed by the the turf, the okay. track. All right. And that's how the easiest way to get around is to walk around the track than trying sometimes to fight through the crowds. But you, you've got a, a, a racetrack, and on either end of it, you've got the biggest stages, the big, All big right. stages. Okay. And then on the inside of the track, the infield, um, you've got a path that goes through it, and along the walkway of the path, you've got food booths and smaller tents. And so... The best thing to do when you get there is you get a map, okay? So you can see a map, and they, they, they have a little piece of paper. They put it in the newspaper. They put it in Gambit, and it's a map along with the, the schedule of who's playing at what stage at what time. Mm-hmm. And so then you can, like, plan out your day by going to a stage, and on the way, you can see what the food is on the way to that stage. You grab something, grab something to drink. They have water and drink stations everywhere, Make even sure cooling that, stations. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's Sunday, the Sundays are the biggest, but, but Monday, Friday, Thursdays are usually pretty good. Awesome. Well, we're at the end of the show. So, uh, Monsignor, will you uh, give us a blessing before we go? I will. The Lord be with you. And And with with your your spirit. spirit. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain forever. Amen. Amen. Thank you. See you next week. God bless. This production is affiliated with SQPN, the StarQuest Production Network, leading the way.